And we're live on the Weirdos Only podcast. Today we have Michelle Reynoso, um, criminal defense attorney, social justice warrior, not just on social media, um, in yeah. real life, in real life, Chicana and a national city uh, legend, a national city, <laughs> made it out the hood. You made it out the hood. That's always, that's always good. Hey, they're giving out vaccines this week for National City. What's up? Uh, you know, I Pretty can't need it out the hood because I still live there. But no, but you made something. You made something to. of the hood. You know. That's right. You know, my my. I don't think you have. You don't have to leave, but you know, uh, my brother. You know, he's, he does very well for himself, and he bought a house in National City in a nice area. And, you know, there's there's little there's little there's little pockets of nice houses in in National City. There, yeah. You know. That's the dream is to buy a house in in the hood that I grew up in and just invest in my community. I want my tax dollars to go to where I grew up. No. I mean, I also want a place in Italy. I mean, don't get me wrong. National City's cool, but you know, you've been to Italy. Retirement. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm, if you don't mind, I'm gonna drink this Topo Chico. Trying to trying to get sponsored here. <laughs> Trying to get sponsored. So let's dig in. Let's dig in. Uh, social justice warrior, obviously, right now is 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 the is the thing to be. Um, yeah. One thing that I was seeing, and I mean, I like to. I think that I I would say I'm um I, I feel like I'm more of a a moderate. A lot of people would call me liberal, but I would say I'm more of a moderate because I like to see things for what they are and try to figure out okay what's really going on. You know, like, for example, right now at the convention center, they had, you know, they have all the, the immigrants, uh, the, the um, children from, uh, from immigrants, right? They're like the separated children from immigrants. Yeah. yeah. And, but, but they kicked out all the homeless people. And so, what, you know, which one do we care about more? <laughs> like, you what's, know. what's the hot topic? Of exactly. The what's the flavor of the week? You know, um, mm-hmm. I think Americans, you know, people in the United States, we're just like, we move on from things so quickly. It's really sad. Um, and you even see it like with celebrities getting invested in certain movements, you know, they'll get invested in something because they made a movie about it and then they kind of fall off. Um, that's just, that's, that's our society. I, I think I, I live that firsthand. I mean, I always see like the Oscars and the Oscars so white and we need more inclusion, this and that. But I was literally in the entertainment business and I would look for auditions and everything. There wasn't opportunities for for any of us. You know what I mean? It was always white male, you know, 20 to this. It was never like, oh, hey, it doesn't matter. You can play whatever. And But then they get up there and they're like, oh, we need to fight for this. It's like, all right, Meryl Streep, then do freaking a movie with like, you know what I mean? Latinos and like, you know, get get out there, make a difference, you know? No, I feel you. Um, It's easy for people to promote diversity or to even make you the poster child. But when it comes down to it, like, are they really down for you? No. I mean, that's like, and that's like most industries, right? Most professions. That sounds just like my profession. It's just a bunch of old white men. Yeah. And so, I mean, what was that for you? Or I guess let's, 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 let's rewind back to even before that. Like, is this something that you had in mind when you were younger, when you were in high school, when, or is this something that kind of switched for you at some point to go into that industry or to that career? I don't think it was always clear cut as far as like being an attorney. I knew I wanted 
to help people. I knew I wanted to like be a part of change and I was always uh, into politics. Like I was a weird high schooler. Um, I was always what into- was that? We're like 10 minutes in, you already said weird. That's good. That's good. You're on the weirdos <laughs> only. Because um, it, it's a, such a, the reason I chose that name, and I don't mean to cut that word up, but it's like, because people go to that when it's like, when I felt different or, or you know what yeah. I mean? It, Cause it feels weird. Right. But it's not weird. How's it weird? You know? Well, because like, cause it's different. Cause nobody else is doing it. And yeah, you could you grew up around people who didn't do anything. Right. Like, Oh, I work right. at freaking Seven Eleven now. And, right. You know? And I was over here like, looking up what Senate bills were being passed. And I used to watch like the Senate floor. Are when you, you were in high school, you would watch, <laughs> you watch C-SPAN. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I thought I was bad with not having cable. I used to watch Arthur. Okay. <laughs> You're watching C-SPAN. Hey, I used to watch Arthur too. That's it. And was I said, Hey, <laughs> dude, it's like one of the Marley's that did the opening song. That's good. That's true. It's that true. Yeah. So, I mean, I knew that I, I, I knew there was a lot of things wrong in the world and I knew I wanted to help people and to like make a difference. I initially thought I was going to do politics. And then when I became more familiar with it, it's, it's a way dirtier game. You have to sell out a lot more and I can't do it. Yeah. So um, I think I learned that in my undergrad and then in undergrad, I um. So you did you go in like what is this like a poli sci major poli or? Sci. Yeah, okay. poli sci, which is like, you're not gonna do anything with that. <laughs> like, where where'd you go to school? Or? UCLA. UCLA, okay. Yeah. Oh, they just lost. Oh no, they no they won. I they no won? comment. I don't follow the UCLA sports. Okay, it was <laughs> like yeah, it was like Sunday. I think that was like I was watching, it, but yeah. Never been to a football game, been to the tailgates. Okay, see, I've done that. I went to UCLA USC tailgate. Yeah, yeah. It was at USC. They're a lot better at USC. You got to admit that. Um, because it's on the campus, it's not at the Rose Bowl, you know? Yeah. It's like it's like on the campus, it's like right in the middle. Like, you know, I was actually, I used to live right down the street from USC when I was a kid. I was my, my uncle still oh, lives I was there. A kid. Yeah, yeah. Was I was gonna kid. say, oh, was, you probably went to a lot of parties, but I don't know. No, 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 no. I mean, I did go to parties, but no. Okay. I was actually, I was actually shot at in on off the off of off of King and uh, Maple. It was like with my cousins and yeah. Dude, was, well, people don't realize uh, that it's in the hood. Like it's straight up in. The oh yeah, USC is in the hood. UCLA is not in the hood. You guys have yeah. very very nice Ralphs right there. It was like one of those yeah. uh, fresh fair. Ralph's. Yeah. I actually didn't even know what the school looked like until a week before I went there. UCLA? Yeah. So when I went there, I was like, what in the fuck? So what was, so what was your, cause I, my experience was like, I kind of had to figure it out on myself. Um, do you remember, you remember Mr. Quintero? Yes. Yeah. So he was my, um, I was his aide and like my first, semester of my senior year and he was like hey start working on your applications this and that and he was like on me so if it wasn't for him i'm pretty like not that i wouldn't have because i was already going to go to state because of compact for success if i just had my grades but he was like on me to like do my papers and stuff like that so like who was like helping you out or was there anybody helping you out at all telling you like hey like or what was that process like for you yeah 
the college counselors, dude, I was just like, oh, just tell me what's, they would tell me the deadlines. And sometimes if things fell through because I forgot or something, like I was totally screwed, even for like applying for financial aid. Well, you have to go, right? Like, at least for me, I was like, I would go to my counselor and I feel like none of my friends would really go and talk to their counselor unless they needed to or needed to change a class. Yeah, you know what? There was a lot of favoritism. So like, I, I felt, the ones I saw promising. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. I was in Mecha. Saul Cruz was like one of the advisors. He was also a counselor. Oh yeah, he was so a like counselor. that was partly like he wasn't my counselor, but he would like you know what I mean. You should come in and you should talk to your counselor. But all of those those are things that I mean you're oblivious to. And, and I had a sister that went to college, but she was like in college at that time, so it's not really like she had the time to like oh let me check your application or. You know, she, she, didn't her own thing. she didn't care. I, so I knew, I knew she didn't care. <laughs> she probably cared more about yeah. her own thing going on. Uh, she was like, where did she go to school? She went to Berkeley. Oh. I went to Berkeley because she went to Berkeley. It was the, like the only UC I did not get into. I guess you're still, it's still a bear. Yeah. It's, a <laughs> it's like the off brand. Yeah. No, no. UCLA is where it's at. You know. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, um, fuck, what was I saying? <laughs> you were saying that, that Saul was helping you out or you, you had favorites. You know, I knew that like I could get into college. I knew that college was a thing because my sister was there, but as far as like, the, oh, it's like a possibility. You know? Yeah. I was like, oh, she did it. I can do it. But I didn't know what I needed and the deadlines and what things really were. Um, yeah, yeah that was like probably luck which is scary because yeah. you know had i not like had the right teachers or whatever or like done advanced placement classes which they didn't want to let me into at seawater oh um, racism it was shady it was so fucking weird what do you like, mean they didn't want to let you in like literally or <laughs> yeah, so I trans- get out hold the door close the door i'm in there yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean no no <laughs> um, no, I, um, I, I transferred from Hilltop because my mom had, had like sent me to other schools. Um, schools? How many schools did she send you to? Dude, she thought Sweetwater was fucking garbage for some reason. You know what? Now that looking back, it, it's felt so like different, right? You went to Hilltop, Castle Park. Now I'm like, man, ooh, we're all ghetto. We're all, <laughs> like, we're all, like... In her mind, she was like, I think there's more white people there. It's a better school probably. Yeah. Um, so when I transferred, the, the, I had an English teacher kind of write, write a letter of rec for me to get into advanced placement at Sweetwater. So, so an went, English teacher from Hilltop? Mm-hmm. She was like, her writing skills are like advanced. She could definitely- Second to none. Yeah, yeah. You know, like she's hot shit. Let her yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, nah. <laughs> and I, and I, me and my mom go to the, see the counselors at Sweetwater and they're like, nah. Really? Uh, like we don't think that she will make it. And she, my mom's based like, on hey, based on what though? Based on what? Yeah. I mean, I was like a little punk kid, so like, granted, I probably looked like I hadn't showered in two weeks. But oh, that's what it was. I don't know if it was that, but I mean, I had straight A's, and I had the letter. So, yeah, you know, that's what they told me. They told my mom no. So, I I was like, you know what? Let me just try one one thing because I remember that English teacher saying she knew an English teacher at Sweetwater, which was Miss Rose. Mm-hmm. So I went to Miss Rosenbach, and I was like, hey, like they told me that I couldn't. She's like, what? Who told you? And she, I think she like straight up said that's bullshit, because you know that's because she was a cool teacher. 
yeah, she's like, no, no, no. She's like, if she's like, I received the email from that teacher too. Um, your grades are fine. So she like went to the counselors and was like, you're gonna fucking put her in. So had it not been for that, I probably would. But I mean, you still went, I think you still, I mean, you have to give yourself credit too of you taking those extra steps. It's like, like at what point do you just be like, I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, who cares? Like, I don't, you know, what, what was driving it for you? Was it the other teacher telling you that you want, you needed to be in those classes or? I think a part of it was like, I need to get to college and I know that advanced classes, advanced placement classes were what I needed. And mm. also it was the chip on my shoulder that I still have where it's like, oh, you're saying I can't? Like, oh, no, let me okay. fucking fix this. Oh, okay. Um, so I, I think that was part of it, honestly. I just wanted to fight maybe. Yeah. <laughs> or prove a point. Okay. Uh, it's just, maybe if I, it, I couldn't even like verbalize it or say it eloquently, but in my stomach and in my heart, like that just didn't sit well. I'm like, this, this is weird. This is wrong. And it was yeah. because they should let you in if your parents are asking to place you in. I think that's like the general procedure. Well, I mean, freaking, freaking Cholo number two can be asked to be placed into the class and they're going to be like, bro, come on. You know, not just, be, not just because your parents are asking, are they going to put you in there? I don't know. I think they have to. I think the policy is like they have to give you a chance if you're really for it. Really? Or say that you can't. I don't know. Where does it say that you should? I don't know. That's I, it. Just feels like you know. I don't, to be honest, for me, high you school. Leave, man. You leave. I didn't. I didn't like. I was like, I just need to get out of here that as too. quick as possible. And I was like, I didn't. I was like, why am I gonna challenge myself more? Like when I was like right at the right at the finish line, you know, I was like, fuck, I don't want to like, I don't want to take a really super hard class and then not, and then that is what's gonna like impede my you know my college you know dreams or whatever no and that's the thing is that when i was in the regular classes at sweetwater it was fucking horrible it was so redundant to me that I, it felt like i wasn't learning and that scared me oh yeah i mean i was in like classes where i'm like man these guys are fucking idiots i remember one time i almost shit my pants because this guy would just go to the bathroom and take the fucking bathroom pass all the whole time and i was like <laughs> I was like, look, he's just fucking around. I really need to go to the bathroom. Well, you have to wait for him to come back. You gotta wait for him to come back. I'm like, fuck, I gotta go, I'm out. I was like, I'm out. Yeah, that's torture, no. Yeah, yeah. I so, thought you were gonna say like figuratively, you got put in the spot and you almost shit your path, like literally. No, I mean like, I remember I had like a teacher that didn't like me, it was like an English teacher. I was really good at English, so that, you know, I was like, but I was like, I had rhetoric. I didn't have English. I had rhetoric. It was like whatever it was called, rhetoric and writing. It was like already like, you know, it was, you had English and then you had rhetoric and writing and then you had AP English, I think. Oh, I didn't, yeah. that is, does not sound familiar to me. I, yeah, no, it, it was a thing. I'm not Sounds making it poetic. Up. Yeah, no, it was, it was more like, you know, like college writing. It wasn't like, oh, read Romeo and Juliet. And then, you know, cause I think that's what English was. It was like, oh, just read this book and then talk about it. Yeah. But anyways, I remember like the last week was like, oh, you could do like, you could redo any essay. And all my essays were like either like A's or like a B plus. I was like, eh, what am I gonna do a B plus? Like it's already, you know what I mean? Like that's just kind of a. So your, your, your goal in life, your thing is work smarter, not harder. Oh, definitely. No, I mean, I work hard, but I like to work hard at the things that I wanna work hard at. Yeah. You know, and like, so like, for example, like I knew I, I was, I wasn't stupid. I got all my math credits done and everything, 
But like yeah. my senior year, since I had taken like algebra one in like eighth grade at Granger, then I like was like, man, I don't need to take, well, I'm gonna take calculus when I could just take algebra one and then boom, I'm like, it's easy. And I, and I, and I fulfill that, that math credit in my senior year. Yeah, I am salty about the math credits that I did. That you know? Cool. And I was like, why do I need calculus? I don't need calculus. What am I freaking Edward James almost? Mm. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> No, I did not take calculus for that same reason. I was like, I'm not trying to fucking torture myself either, but I did take stats and I don't think I did that well. See, well, that's the thing. That's why I didn't want to put myself in that position. So like definitely work smarter. And you know what? I mean, now, obviously for, for what you do now, you need that degree, but you don't need, you don't really need the undergraduate degree because that didn't really serve you, right? With what you do now. It's more no, going to law school and- You don't even need a law school degree. There's a way to become a lawyer without it. So you really don't need the degree. Well, Period. there you go. There you go. I mean, well, because you even said it yourself. You're like, yeah, I didn't, you know, went to college and blah, blah, blah. Thinking of the school. And it's more the experience, I think. And the fact yeah. that you can, you can meet deadlines and then you're networking and, you know, kind of getting out of, of this bubble, kind of, yes. you know. I met so many amazing people in college. Um, definitely. Like, lots of really amazing women that I wouldn't have had the chance to meet. So at least just for that, for the experience. It was super cool. And I think I just learned how to hustle a lot better. Yeah. So what, what's been like, what do you, as far as you say, you say there's a chip on your shoulder. What do you think that, do you, do you know where that chip has came from? Have you, have you thought about that? About like, oh, hell no. Like I'm going to, I'm going to get this done. Like, or have you ever done things to prove somebody wrong or whatever? And then not really care about it and figure out that you're like, damn, like, I didn't really want this or, you know what I mean? Just wanted to prove somebody wrong. Uh, no, I don't think I ever did anything just to prove somebody wrong. I think, I don't know if I would be that motivated to do it. Um, but I, it's just, a, I think just like the constant uh, state of survival motivates me to be that way. Okay. And I know, and I think I've always known like where I come from and like who my people are. And like, I know I come from a family of farm workers and I know how they were treated. And so um, I was always raised with this constant reminder. My mom would like constantly just drop some random knowledge and, and be like, yeah, you know, like uh, we had to fight for our rights because people used to like uh, abuse us. They used to take our money. Da, 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 da. So I think that was always like in the back of my mind. And so I was like, that's not going to be me. And yeah. anybody that that wants to put me in that box, like, I will fight you, whether it's like, not literally, but it's like, I will, I will definitely prove, prove to you that, that I'll prove you wrong, that, you know, I am somebody that we can be somebody, and that there's more than just like, the stereotypical Mexicans that you see on TV. Yeah. And like, college was very much like that. I mean, people would look at it at, at like a lot of my peers and me and be like oh you only got here because of affirmative action like you're not really smart and like <laughs> I'm pro affirmative action so there's nothing wrong with I'm, I'm the type of I'm like yeah <laughs> but, I, but I, I'm like okay no like you only got here because your mom donated a fucking library <laughs> exactly exactly so um and that's the kind of shit that you know everybody you when you're in that environment you're like yeah you're fucking like it's like that the whole usc that family that full house scandal or whatever i was just when that came out i was like oh we did we not know about that like yeah. I, I thought that was a thing i was like yeah. 
they were like, well, it's illegal because she didn't donate a library. She just gave the money directly to the professor. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. Yeah, yeah. It's it's all about how you frame it, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I've always had that chip on my shoulder. I still do because people look at you a certain way, um, especially being female, especially being a female of color, like in the legal profession. It's just like, oh, um, whose secretary are you? Like, who, you know, what are you here to turn in? They don't assume that you're an attorney. Oh, who's your attorney? They assume you're the client. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and I, so that's so, Selena. She's here for the Grammys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Selena está aquí. <laughs> the back of the yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, it's very much that feeling. Yeah. Uh, but I, I like having those those Selena moments of like, no, thank you. You won't take the job. Yeah. Okay. Or like the pretty woman moment. Big mistake. Oh, big mistake. Big huge. Mistake. Huge. <laughs> you can't leave out the huge. So uh, yeah, I love, I live for those moments. And I'm just, I'm petty when it comes down to I, it. I, I, I've noticed, I'm noticing. It's like, oh, you're, oh, you're going to get it. But you know, I mean. <laughs> this place is not ADA compliant, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Um, but no, no. I mean, part of it is that. And then part of it is just like, being uh being the first or being within the first is never easy but i want it to be a way for other people like me to come into whether it's higher education or my profession so so that they don't have to have as much of a chip on their shoulder and they can have more support it's freaking hard and that that's a that's a tough balance i think i mean i think that with our generation we are there's a lot of firsts right and there's always like you know oh the first latina to and I was like, I'm just a fucking person. I'm I'm also not doing it for everybody either. Like, I'm just trying to live my life as well. And it's just like, oh, yeah, and I'm Mexican. But it's like, it's not always like just because I'm Mexican, I'm doing it. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's like, have, but it's like, we have, to, it has to start somewhere, you know? And and I, I remember like, for me, I was like, oh, I wanted to do these so many things of like, oh, I got to prove this and I got to prove that. And I want kind of that same mentality of what you're saying, but then, to some degree, I was like, man, like, who am I doing this for? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I had to really stop and think, like, am, like, is my mom going to hate me if I'm not successful? Like, you know what I mean? Is, are all my friends going to desert me? And, and so where, where am I placing that value? And I think that that's something important for people to learn of, like, why are you doing something and where's the, where's the value of it? You know what I mean? Because do you want to be a lawyer just so you could say you're a lawyer? Or do you really have a, a full passion for it? Because, like, you know what I mean? Some people do it and they're like, it was fucking hell, but I did it. And in the back of their heads, they're like, I hate this. I don't like yeah, it. But yeah. since they went through all that shit, they're like, well, I can't change it and then just go be, you know, a PE teacher because that's what I always wanted to do. But I'm a lawyer. I, how am I going to just leave being a lawyer now, you know, or, or, or vice versa? And the interesting thing is when I was looking into, going into law school I don't even remember who the people were but I spoke to a couple of attorneys and they were like borderline trying to talk me out of it and I think they fall into that category of like yeah they became attorneys and then really didn't want to be an attorney at a certain point so they're like it's a lot of money like are you sure it's like stressful and I'm like yeah like why are you it just it was weird now I think I get it um but 
it's how you frame, like you say, it's how you frame success. What is success to you? Yeah. Um, and quality of life is everything, dude. You know, I, you know, you, there's a difference between being an attorney working for yourself, being an attorney, being a public defender or being an attorney in a big civil law firm. Like those are completely different lifestyles. Yeah. And you just gotta do what's good for you. There's people that love to work at all hours because they like bringing in that big check. And it's like, maybe they only take vacation once a year, but like they're balling, you know? Yeah. They can be jet setting or whatever, but they don't know their kids. They don't know like what their kids like because their kids are in boarding schools and they don't see them. Yeah. Um, are those the guys that work for JG Wentworth, 877 Cash Now? Uh-huh, uh-huh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I, yeah, I, I met, people like that there was like a professor at our law school that was like that and I was, I was I used to go to his office hours this guy was like rich rich um and I remember he had this like obscure like architectural drawing on his wall and I and I kind of never paid attention to it and then finally I did and I realized it was like an outlay of like a, a mansion like a castle and then I remember seeing like a picture of his house as well. And it was his freaking house. Yeah. So, like that just like put everything into perspective. He was the one that said like, you know, you can become a business attorney. You can be, you can make the money, but like not have any relationship with your family, but he was happy about it. He was all about it. So, yeah. Uh, but you know that, and still seeing that I never wanted to be that person. Yeah. It was a beautiful house mansion castle whatever you want to call it but i was like mm. I, I just feel like i mean at least for me it'd be dope to have that house and it'd be dope to but i i feel like i want to have it on my terms i don't you know what i mean i want to go and do the things that i want to do as opposed to like well you know if i just fucking suffer for you know and i'm willing to grind i'm no don't get me wrong you know obviously here we are and i'm doing this and i i you know i've started a company and you know what i mean like it's I, I'm willing to grind. Hustling is not, I'm not opposed to it, but I also had to like think of what's that hustle worth and, and, and where does that, where does that line end as well? Like as far as your life, like, you know, are you going to the gym? Are you eating right? Are you just eating McDonald's all day and then just working 18 hour days? Like, you know what I mean? And for what, yeah. for what, you know what I mean? It's like, or cause people told you you couldn't do it, you know? And I'm like, I'm just doing this to prove them wrong. <laughs> and then it's like, you know. you know what i think i think the pandemic put a lot of that in perspective for a lot of people because they're like wow life really is short because so many people are dying or yeah ridiculously sick to where you're or you're just sitting at home i mean as simple as that you're just sitting at home and you have you know what i mean you realize that you hate your job and you were only going because you had to go and now you're having to do your job at home and you're like i don't fucking like doing this it was just yeah. more of like i had to go you know, and make money. It's like, how much money do I really need? What do I really want? You know, what, like, what's your identity on? And I think that that's where, that's where a lot of lawyers, I think they, they identify as lawyers. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. know about you. I mean, I don't mean to. Um, no, no, it's true. I mean, and that's, it's important to have a life outside of work and like have things that fulfill you spiritually and just like your family or whatever to balance you out. But I, I really do think that, and that's because like we really drink the Kool-Aid, man. Especially criminal defense attorneys, like I, I 100% drink that Kool-Aid. I am like a justice fighter, and I'm fucking proud of that. Yeah. Um, so, but that's like, I mean, I, I'm not doing it for the money. It's because I really believe in the principles. I believe in human rights, and like I, I yeah, want to for for my clients in that sense. So I'm proud of it, and saying that, 
Um, but I feel like I also find some sort of like, like almost humanistic or spiritual level to, to my work. Um, but yeah, you gotta have something outside of it, dude. You can't just work all the time. Um, and people that do, you can definitely tell and you're like, you're, you're not, you're the weirdo and not the good kind. Yeah, no, there's, there's a good, good weirdos. Good weirdos. We embrace <laughs> weirdos here. Time. We embrace, embrace weirdos. I, well, that maybe that's a, that's a good point to, to maybe steer away from your actual work then and, and talk about yeah. who you are as a person and, and what, let's, let's say this, how did, I mean, you're what you're married now. I'm married. Giant rock on your finger. So it looks, uh, you see it unless it's, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> shining out. Um, so, but I guess before that, how do you think, like, say like that chip on your shoulder or the, you know, the Chicana and the, you know, how do you think that's in, how do you think that's shown up for you within relationships within, you know, whether it be when you were younger, you didn't really kind of understand how you showed up and, you know, obviously you're learning and, you know, yeah, um, dating. Oh man. I would say like up until like, even after undergrad, I was just such an angry person, like just angry and like, um, defensive. So I, I'm, I can't recall like specific instances of that, but I'm positive that that played out into my relationships. And actually my husband was my boyfriend in college and we broke up for like seven, 10 years and then got back together. Thank God, because we grew as people. But yeah. I think that's the perfect point here is like, I, I remember just being super angry and defensive um, and really entitled um, in my relationships where it's like, I can do what I want because like, you're going to put up with this shit. Um, yeah. and no, I don't know where that came from. That's interesting that it sounds like, I don't know. It sounds like, a um, two polar opposites in the same though. Yeah. Because, because it's, it's, it seems that the anger or something usually stems from like an insecurity but yet you were trying to assert yourself to try to not seem insecure potentially. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I'm not saying that you were this insecure person, but usually when anger, it's like, you know, like jealousy and stuff like that usually comes from a place of insecurity, obviously. Yeah, you know I mean? no, absolutely. And I think, I think I was insecure in the sense that like, I, um, I wanted attention and I wanted somebody constantly. So like, I wanted to have like a relationship all the time because I wanted to feel cared for, which is like something yeah. that I didn't really have growing up because, you know, having a single parent mom, but who is always working all the time. So I yeah. really think that it came from that, that of like, you know, that insecurity and the anger or whatever, the jealousy. So um, it, well, it's, it's, it's also from a, I think from a place of hyper independence as well. Right. Because you're like, I grew up, I don't fucking need anybody like, and then, and you, and there's nothing wrong with where you're at. Right. Because you've accomplished so much already, you know, and like, you're kind of, even, even just going to college is already an accomplishment. Right. In in our, in our neighborhood, it's like, Oh, wow. And then you went to UCLA. I querida. You know what I mean? Oh, you think you're all bad now? You know, that's, I'm pretty sure you've heard that a lot of times, you know, but you know what I mean? It's already an accomplishment in and of itself, but then you kind of level up, right? And if you don't, then you kind of get stuck. But even then you kind of have this like battle of like imposter syndrome and then hyper, you know, independence of like, 
I don't need nobody. What the fuck do I need a man for? But then you want a man to take care of you, but then you want him to take care of you on your terms. And you're yeah. like, you know what it I mean? Was, it was uh, an exhausting roller coaster for sure. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's like interesting to look back on that and to see, you know, it took a lot of work for me to not be so mean and not be so angry. Cause it's, it was also, I think the sense of like, uh, I didn't take into account people's feelings when I would talk to them. So it was very direct, but like in a hurtful way Empathy. Uh, or, or that entitlement of like, I'm going to be okay. So you're going to be okay. But not everybody's okay. Like just because I made it and I can take a mm. lot doesn't mean that everybody can. And so it just, it took a lot of work and um, it took like, I went to therapy for, for a couple of months um, as you know, after college and everything. And I think that kind of put things into perspective and gave me accountability because it I always felt like oh that person's tripping like I'm not the problem and it was like you know no well and they and they and they can be you know it it been it sometimes it's that that's where you need to kind of what but what can I do to to change that because it's not it's not a hundred percent you but you can a hundred percent control you yeah you know what I mean like you can't control them so it's like yeah it's not maybe a hundred percent me but I can you know I can show up differently or I completely remove myself from this person. And maybe this is an an unhealthy situation that I'm in. Yeah. So I I definitely learned um, to be more aware of other people's feelings and how they receive what I'm saying. I'm still a super direct person, but now I'll ask them like, do you want to know, like, do you want me to listen or do you want me to give you my opinion? What are you looking for right now? Yeah. Um, Because yeah, I can have a very, very sharp tongue and, and yeah, just being more considerate and just, I don't have to be angry all the time, you know? So it's like, I, I'm a lot. Well, it comes from a place of defense too, right? Cause you feel like, yeah. Oh, I'm going to put you in your place. Like I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to show you what's up. Like, you know, you're not going to fucking doubt me. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't do anything. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so yeah, it was a lot of people holding me back um, in college as far as like, oh, calm down, calm down. It's not that serious. Um, yeah. I, I feel like I've, I've been in that position of like, you know, like, arguing just for the sake of arguing yeah. and then it's just like and then like i was like fuck i know i'm wrong like halfway through but i'm not gonna quit like i'm trying to find a way out you know what yeah, i mean and i'm like yeah i should i should have just gave that one up i should just took the l and be like all right man you're right <laughs> you know? yeah and so yeah i'm like super humbled by it now so now i know when i'm wrong i'm wrong and like i take it as a learning experience and i learned how to fucking ask for help because Ooh, that's that a big deal in me held me back i think i I think I would be a lot further in life and in my career if I learned how to ask for help sooner and just seek like, it's okay to like have mentors and like, I don't know why I was so scared of that or. Well, it's, it's that, from that imposter syndrome of the, oh, they're going to find out that I don't fucking know shit and I'm an idiot and I should figure this out. You know what I mean? Like I should know all this stuff because I went yeah. to school or whatever. And like you get into these fields, like, like you said, damn, these people are idiots. Like you don't really need a law degree. You don't really need to, like, you know what I mean? Like, oh shit. Like, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. But, but that's another thing that pisses me off. Cause like, wait, these guys are idiots, but they're like making way more money or whatever. I'm like, you know, like. I was just talking about that with some friends. We were just like, because now um, you sit in court on online and it gives you an opportunity to see like a lot more cases and a lot more attorneys than you did when we were in person. Yeah. And so we're just like, what is going on with so-and-so and so-and-so and like, how are they, how have they been thriving? And it's, and it's 
sad to a certain extent because the clients are suffering. And then it's weird because we're like, we're like decent people and, and like good attorneys, but we're definitely not making money the way these people do. Like, what are we doing wrong? Um, yeah. It's not fair. It's not fair. And that's, it's a little, we're not completely salty about it, but it's definitely. But is like, that more like the ambulance chasers or, or. Um, it's like ambulance chasers, uh, but also like people that just do market themselves. So that like, they have billboards and signs. Yeah. Them. Yeah. But, I mean, Hey, if you need help marketing, hit me up. I can help you out. So but people call them because they're like, you know this person yeah and, and but there's there's a factor of that obviously you know but it's like how much can you know how much are you going to pip yourself out you know and you know but it's also effective marketing i think there's a yeah. and you know you what? reach a certain demographic like like personally myself i'm never calling a guy from a billboard never if i need legal help i'm not calling the guy from the billboard like i'm just not going to do it like you know what i mean just because i'm yeah. like yeah i don't know like that guy you know what i mean yeah same so thing with the, the real estate guys yeah i was like real estate agent or attorney same thing both of them <laughs> i'm sorry guys but the instagram real estate people i i just i can't i can't do it i can't i'm sorry i yeah hey guys i'm gonna answer all the questions that everyone's been asking nobody's been asking you anything don't like, mind and i'm gonna do it while i'm working out yeah <laughs> like no i i've always <laughs> I've always wondered what my real estate agent eats brunch at. Like, no, nah, I, you know, I don't care. But that's what I'm saying. But from, I think, and and for our, like, even our business, we always, like, it's always, a you know, the your work's going to speak for itself. But you, you can amplify that, right? Like, to, to, to market yourself effectively. Now, once you, if you, but if you go too much and you don't deliver, then that's going to get diminished. And that's kind of where that line is. Of like, yeah. there's nothing wrong with marketing yourself, but doing it effectively and in an honest way that you feel, you know, reflects what you guys can do as well. Yeah, obviously you're selling it, but you know. I think I think attorneys were not great at marketing ourselves in general, and the ones that are are like, like snake oil salesmen. <laughs> so I mean, look, mar I'm in marketing, and marketers are terrible at marketing themselves as well. You know, because <laughs> I mean? you're marketing other people. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there's different ways and there's different, like I said, that you can, you can just bring value to people and just do it in the right way. Um, and depending on the, there's not a broad stroke of like, this is what you should do if you're a lawyer in market, you know? So yeah. if you want to talk after, we can talk after, maybe I can help you out, but that's, down. that's something. I'm yeah. down. Yeah. Um, you know what the weird thing, I think there's like a, such a level of psychology to it, at least for attorneys. I feel like when people shop around for attorneys, they'll go with the more expensive one because they think like, charging more they must like know what they're doing price points aren't i mean they are they do make a difference you know yeah so and and it's it's an interesting thing because i think it's psychological yeah and i think a lot of women a lot of female attorneys tend to charge less and I, I don't know i don't know where that comes into play like why why it is that we you do don't that. know why i think you know why i think i feel bad for them and i think that's a huge part of it well, it's, it's, it, I think that even for myself, sometimes I'm like, ah, I'll do it for cheaper. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Instead of really valuing yourself and be like, dude, I know that I could deliver. I know that this is what I could do. And you're going to get the clients that are going to believe in you. Or I, I mean, like, for example, have you ever read uh, psychology of influence? No, no. So it basically it's, it's kind of like a sales book, but it's more about like influence. Um, the, and there's a whole thing about it is like, I see your, your necklace, it's turquoise. So there's this whole, there's this place that supposedly had turquoise, which is very, you know, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to shit on your necklace, but it's cheap. It's not expensive. 
but they it was thirty dollars or something in the book. It says it was thirty dollars, but they accidentally priced it at three hundred, and then they noticed it was like selling like crazy. You know what I mean? And yeah. it was just a mistake. But since <laughs> people saw that it was three hundred dollars, they're like, "Oh, what's this?" You know what I mean? And that's kind of that psychology of it. So where yeah, it's it's bullshit. It's like for and you also start attracting the client that you want somebody yeah. who's going to value what you know and they're going to and they're going to invest the money you know what that's i mean true. and then if you find that person you say hey this is where my price point is at but then you feel that there's somebody that there's a value that you could really help then that's where you'd be like hey you know what we can work it out you know yeah. what i mean you know instead of instead of setting the bar already low you know you can be like okay this is where i'm at but i can help you out we have payment plans and blah blah you know what i mean yeah and the, the interesting is like when i when i first like my first year um, practicing, I was like struggling to find clients, right? And so I would be really forgiving with the payment plans and they still wouldn't hire me. And this year I'm so busy. Just She's like, so like, desperate. Ugh. Yeah. I'm just going to go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd rather represent myself. Um, yeah. So this year I got so busy with a lot of the panel cases because the county is just like, overflowing with cases it's a mess um and so now the private clients that i come in like i charge them like a decent rate because I, number one like i know it's going to take a lot of time and i'm and in my head i'm like they're not going to hire me but it's fine like i have this other work and, and now they're hiring me and i'm like what, what changed like is it because is it like because i'm playing hard to get now or <laughs> like what what is this i love that people love to be mistreated know. i don't know um, fear of intimacy <laughs> Um, but it's kind of cool because I think like some of my private clients tend to be like people that are closer to my age and that like, um, will come from the like neighborhoods that, that I came from. So I think it's a level of comfort also. Um, I think it's a very vulnerable place to be in, to go to a lawyer, you know what I mean? So yeah. you want to, you want to go where you trust them, you know, and, and, yeah. but I think that's something that that's a misconception with lawyers is that they're going to give you exactly what you want and you're going to get the desired outcome. And if they, and if they don't, then they're a bad lawyer. Yeah. And I'm super real with them. I'm like, listen, like, I, I'll be honest with you. Uh, I'm not going to like sell you the moon and the stars. Like I'll tell you how it is. And you know, I'll, I'll lay things out for them. I talk to them normally. I don't try to like, you know, my degree doesn't really mean shit. What, what matters is experience. And it's like, you need somebody to understand you and to tell your story. I think somebody that comes from where you come from is better uh, capable of telling that story. I think it's more effective. And I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen attorneys that like are able to like really get into like the feeling of what their clients are going through as opposed to somebody that's just like, oh yeah, you know, uh, he came from El Salvador and, and he saw a lot. And that's it. That's all they comment. You're like, where's the feeling? Like, no, he's probably, probably traumatized. You need yeah. to like bring that out. Um, I think it makes a difference. And then, um, you know, just being able to talk to them normally about things that they're interested in that I'm interested in. Talk about music. Um, one of my clients um, that I did a trial with, um, they were alleging that he was from like a Sherman Heights gang. And I was like, oh, I was like, yeah, I dance at Sherman Heights. And he's like, oh, where? And I was like, yeah, cause I do on Sasteca. So like, sometimes we were at the community center. So like, I know it's, it's like, kind of like where this happened or like where your house is. And so, I mean, that, having that kind of connection also like brings down um, the, any barriers that they have up. And so they're able to 
just be more honest with you and like really have a moment and give you what you really need to help them out. Yeah. Well, I, I think that, you know, what I, what I'm hearing is like that is there's a big level of psychology with it. You know what I mean? And yeah. like I said, and we, we, we talked about it before with, you know, I had my, my therapist on, which he's a Latino male, you know, and I never had met any other therapists or not even male therapists that were very rare, you know, as opposed to a Latino male. And I think that going to somebody with the same thing, like for therapy or something very vulnerable as like, Hey, I'm in trouble. I need legal representation. And you go to like this old white guy or something. You're like, fuck, this guy's like, this, this is the guy that, that, you know, I'm, my case is against like, this is a, the, you know what I mean? Like it's, you yeah. literally look exactly like this guy. Well, How do yeah. I, I'm not going to believe that this guy's on my side, you know? Yeah, or you go to talk to me like, yes, sir. And the, you know what I mean? You're not going to tell them like what makes you vulnerable. What really happened with you? What got you to the point of like committing this big mistake in your life? That's what yeah. matters. And if you're not able to tell them that because you're fucking scared of them and you think they're going to judge you, then it's yeah. not very effective. Yeah. But I tell people that all the time. I'm like, dude, when you, even if you don't hire me, the person you hire as your attorney needs to be somebody you definitely are comfortable with. It's like a relationship. It's like a therapist. If you don't feel comfortable with them, then don't, don't hire them. I was like, you don't feel comfortable with me, then don't hire me. That's okay. No judgments. If you want me to refer you to other people, I'll do it. But like, it's, it's, it comes so much down to trust that it's so important. And I don't think that a lot of people realize that when they're like shopping around. So they go with like, the pricier person, the person on the billboards or whatever. That's yeah. Amazing. I was like, oh, I saw you at the bus stop, bro. <laughs> yeah. So, and I get, so let's, let's get more. If what, what is something you wish someone would have told you? doesn't matter if it's in law and just in your life. I wish, I wish someone would have told me that. It's know. okay to ask for help. And like in general, in any part of your life it's okay to ask for help. Um, I think a lot of people that grow up taking care of themselves, whether it's because your parents were working, they're hardworking all the, and they're away all the time, or, you know, you have like, a, you were abandoned or whatever it may be. I think we're, we are so used to taking care of ourselves that it, to ask for help. is Yeah. Important. Oh yeah. It, it, it's the, failure. I remember like my parents being, you know, at work or being gone and you have to, like, I just, right now it just clicked for me as well. Like you're saying, like, because it's like, you had to pretend like they were there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, mom's in the bathroom, She's in the bathroom, you know? <laughs> and it's like, you have to put on that, even as a kid, you have to put on that strong front, right? And you have yeah. to, you know, what, what was it like for you growing up, like with your mom? I mean, obviously, I don't know how, how many siblings you just have one sister or? No, so I have two older sisters. I have my younger brother and I have two half siblings that live in Tijuana from my, my dad. Um, so growing up with my mom, it's, we talk about this. Um, it's, my family's pretty open. I, I really appreciate that. Like we're super honest with each other. My older two sisters basically grew up like with a different mom, same, same mom, but like personality wise, different mom than my brother and I, my mom used to like pack their lunches to go when they went off to school, she was very present. And then with my brother and I, she was very not present, just like one, because she was working. And honestly, the other, I think is just, she was just so fucking over it that she didn't want to be a mom anymore. So mm -hmm. 
the if she didn't have to be there if she could choose her friends or like her personal time over us she would choose it and so she would like leave you know like groceries this is your groceries for the week like make your food you're good um, yeah figure out what you're going to do in school or how you're going to get there you figure it out um so it was very much like sink or swim um and so that yeah it was just it made me super independent and you know she told me she was like if you don't take care of yourself no one's going to take care of you you better not depend on anybody that was very much like ingrained in my mind yeah and she and she also always told me like you can do you can be whatever you want whether you're a woman or not which is actually different than i think a lot of people um who grew up with like you know um overprotective mothers maybe that weren't like especially women she, she told me the opposite it was always like you're gonna go to college and you do it you do whatever you want you want to travel the world do it but like you do it by yourself <laughs> you get there yeah um, so yeah i mean it made me very independent it also um like I realized also made me have a lot of resentment for, towards her um, because like I wanted, I did want her there. It's, it's hard to grow up without guidance or like out somebody to really, really talk to or someone to really appreciate your um, achievements, you know, even in grade school or, or high school or college. Like that just, that wasn't my mom. She's but, a super fun person. You want to party with her? Party with my mom, but um, yeah. That, that's just not she wasn't very like a touchy-feely kind of mom so do you feel like some of your success was more of a you know a like a journey or a cry for like hey like look look at me look what i'm doing like you know Absolutely. look at me i'm doing so well look at me look at me i'm you know what i mean it's like you know like hey look at your daughter she's a lawyer look look what i'm doing now look 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 like you know what i mean like look at me mom look at me like you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah no i definitely i definitely do think that i remember when i got my um ucla college degree i told her i was like this is yours and so i she and she always tells people like oh she gave me her degree like yeah but i like wait i'm gonna need that back kind of need that <laughs> um no, like that shit costs a hundred thousand. I need to get back. Like, <laughs> That's my receipt. <laughs> That's my <Yeah>. receipt. <laughs> um, but like, I didn't really actually get the like uh, reaction until I actually graduated from law school. That's the like the happiest I've ever seen my mom is when I graduated from law school, and then when I when I finally um, received my bar license and got sworn in. And now this lady tells everybody that I'm an attorney and she like brags about it to people that don't care. She will like tell the garbage man, she will tell the dentist, I'm like, don't fucking, like we're in like Rosarito getting our teeth, like don't fucking tell them I'm, I'm an attorney, they charge us more. <laughs> like, that's, true, that's true, that's yeah, true. Yeah, but it's like, the first words, it's me, casa abogada. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so she also brings in the clients I don't want. <laughs> Oh, 
she's uh she's my marketing rep so you can talk to her oh god <laughs> i and and so i mean is, is that is that something you experience as well financially do you do you, you get you know like uh because I, I feel like I tell my people, my, I'm, I'm really lucky. I've had friends that ask me like, oh, my mom's always asking me for money or something like that. Um, and you don't have to share if you don't want to. But um, it's I feel like I've been fortunate enough, regardless, my parents don't didn't grow up with a lot. I don't have my dad anymore. But like my mom, she's still like she doesn't make a lot of money, but she still tries to be like, oh, like, let me they have to compro esto or something. I'm like, no, 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 like, don't worry about it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I've taken care of myself since I was a kid. But because I knew we didn't have anything, it wasn't like my parents were like making me go work. But I was like, oh, I don't want to make my parents work harder because they'll try to give me what I don't have. Yeah. You know what I mean? I grew up with a lot of guilt. And my mom, because she, I think she, she knew she wasn't present emotionally. So she would kind of like try to buy me off at certain points. Not always, but sometimes she'll be like, oh, like, do you want those boots? Like, I'll buy you some shoes. Or and I'm just like, and I would feel bad because I knew we didn't have a lot. You know, yeah. especially I think my senior year in high school when I um, filed for financial aid and I actually like saw what taxes look like and um, you're like, oh, fuck, you don't make that much money. Yeah, <laughs> the counselors were like, is this right? <laughs> they were like, oh, poor thing. <laughs> like, no. um, That's why you have a tear in your shirt. No, it's because I'm super punk. That's what, yeah, that's why I wear like safety pins. Hardcore. He's like, no, that hole's just in my shirt just because it's old. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I had a lot of guilt. I didn't want to ask her for anything. And like, um, but uh, now she's still supportive. Now that's, uh, she likes to like, you know, take us out to eat and she'll, she'll like pay or whatever. But yeah. Um, well, I'm I mean, in the sense of like, hey, you don't have to. But like I'm saying, there's those parents that are like, well, you're not, how, why haven't you given me any money or I need a new car? Oh, no. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no, she, and the, the weird thing is, um, at first she used to be really weird about asking me for money. Like yeah. she would like call, even though she never called me. So I knew what she was calling for. And she would just make some really awkward small talk in the beginning. And then finally be like, Oh, pues, es que, fíjate que necesito, I need like a new, a new stove or I need new floor or something, you know? Yeah. But she always had to like make a week. It, it was so, it was always awkward, but, um, <laughs> but I'm definitely the person she goes to for those things. And yeah. I don't know why it's me because like I have my, my, not the oldest sister, but the middle sister definitely makes more than me. And like, she is still, I think, I think because, um, she's scared of my other sisters or something and like i just don't bug her about it if she asks it she'll be like oh i'll pay you back i'm like yeah right you know it's fine. yeah um so i yeah but but it's it's never like outrageous requests you know what's interesting about that is that like um for me i only have one brother right and I like growing up, my dad was sick. I always took care of my dad and stuff like that. And I was telling my therapist about it. I was like, man, I wish like I had, like you're saying that you have more siblings. I wish I had more siblings. So like, and nothing on my brother. I feel like my brother is very helpful and everything, but I'm usually, my brother has a family, you know, and he has kids and a wife and I don't. So, you know, even since I was a kid, I've always been the one like to help more and like help my dad and stuff like that. And my brother was, you know, well, like my brother didn't, I used to like even cook for my dad, like, you know, like yeah. help him. And so I was like, oh man, I wish I had other siblings so I wouldn't have to be the one doing it, you know? And then basically my therapist was like, well, but would that make it any different? Like, 
you probably would still be the guy who like she would go to or the, you know what I mean? Or that would be yeah. stepping up to do it. You know, and I was like, motherfucker. I was like, you know what I mean? Which is like, cause that's in your nature, you know? It's like, it's in like, she finds it easier to ask you for help because she knows that you will be more understanding maybe. Yeah. I don't know. And now I'm, I'm the one that's like, doesn't have kids and probably will never have kids. So I think that role is going to stick with me because they're going to, she's like, Oh, well they're taking, you know, they have kids to take care of. Yeah. It's going to be. But why, why never? Let's say, let's hear that. And not that I'm saying you should or you shouldn't, but I feel like obviously that's a very controversial thing, right? It is. It is. Um, and it's not very common. I, read articles about it being common but like all of my friends have kids like it's very rare there's enough people in the world we don't you don't need more <laughs> that's what i say <laughs> no but um i just i don't think i would be happy as a parent like um uh, i used to kind of consider it before law school and i worked so hard in law school that i was like this is a, this is my money i'm not trying to give <laughs> this money to anybody <laughs> Oh, and your like, kids are gonna be like, "Yo, what's up?" I mean, yeah, no, 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 this is my buddy. You're, you're walking, like, walking around in Gucci and Louis Vuitton. Your kids are all wearing chainless. Damn, he didn't work for this. <laughs> yeah, you got the little ghetto baby walking around in the diaper. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you go to the thrift store and get what you want. When you get a job, baby, then you can dress however you want. That would be me. And I think I would just be angry. All, I think I would revert to that person again of like being angry and salty all the time. Because um, I like to work. I like, and I like to work a lot. Um, yeah. And my husband's the same way. He likes, you know, he, he's, he spends a lot of time at uh, his restaurant and he did, I don't make him feel bad about it. And we, we don't want to feel bad about what we do. And we like to travel and we like to travel with just us. Yeah. Um, and, and it's weird because like, I have nieces and nephews and I adore them. I love them. I love babies. Yeah, they're dope. I, That's I why I'm not against kids. children. I think they're, yeah. I'm, and I feel like I'm good with them too, but yeah. I don't have any kids. No, I don't. Um, I like sleeping. Um, <laughs> I like taking a nap when I want to take a nap. Yeah, I mean, there's so many benefits to not having children. Well, there's also great benefits to having them as well, but- Like you know, tax think, benefits? Yeah, <laughs> like there you go. Tax? See, hey, you would've got that stimulus check, that stimmy oh hit. Oh my God, like, who, 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 can I take that baby? Um, yeah, I kind of wish that, that I would've had him for those reasons. But no, I mean, all of the fulfilling reasons sound beautiful and wonderful, but they don't outweigh um, the lifestyle that I have now, I feel. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just can't. I think I really would. I think I would have resentment. Like, oh, I could be doing this, but I have you. <laughs> like, you de depend on me. Yeah. I don't, I can't. Let me ask you this. Do you, do you think you would be a good mom? No. No. I think why? I'm a great Thea. I think I'm a no, great no, no, Thea. But why don't, no, no, not, not, we're not going to focus on why, what you would be good at. Why don't you think you would be a good mom? Because I think I would resent them, and I think I would be short and angry. And where does and, that come that's from? That's horrible. That's not a kid's fault. Do you think that comes from like, oh, I can't go do this, or it's more like, or I don't want to be, I don't want you to go through what I went through. No, I think it would be like I can't do this because I have a kid, and I would. But isn't like, that the same concept though? As what? As being if you're absentee, and you're like, well, if I have a kid, I want to go do all this stuff. And if I had a kid, then I would, I couldn't do all that stuff. 
or I could go do all that stuff, but abandon the kid and kind of be an yeah. absentee, you know? Yeah, what I mean? yeah, no, I wouldn't. Why would I? I think that would be horrible. Maybe it is. Maybe it's the idea of like, I know what it's like to not have somebody present. If I was a parent, I would be super involved. Yeah. And, and then I would be angry about that. <laughs> yeah. Like, we'll talk. Well, I'd be like, oh, this shit takes so much time. Yeah. Well, I'm I think that you hear those people that are like, well, I don't want anybody to go through what I went through. And it's just not like, okay, well then don't make them go through what you went through. What the fuck? Like, you know what I mean? Like, don't beat their ass. I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's that simple. I mean, it's not really like, I get it. Maybe you had a, a bad childhood and I don't think, I don't think anybody had a perfect childhood or, you know what I mean? But I'm saying like, people make it like, if it's, if I have a kid, this is how it's going to happen. Yeah. And this is going to go on. And it's like, like I said, yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying to sell you on having kids. I don't have kids. So I'm not, you know, who the fuck am I to talk, but I'm just saying in the sense of like, you know, making it like, this is what it's going to be. If it happens, we don't fucking know. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, if I was married right now, this is what it would be. You know? I, and I've played with options. And like my husband at a certain point was like, you don't have to work. I'll work. And you can just like chill. And oh, Oh, he's oh, he, oh, he's trying to pay rent. He can pay my. Yeah, I was like, you can pay these bills. Okay. Oh, he got money. <laughs> Give it to him. Give it all to him. <laughs> no, and I don't, and I don't want that. So I, I could, I could have, I could make the decision to stay home and have kids and just like be, be present. And I don't want that still. Yeah. I want to work, and I want yeah, to work have... when I want to work. Yeah. And there's times where I'm like working until like 9 p.m., 10 p.m. Um, and and I kind of like it, to be honest. I yeah. like complain, but I like it. Well, I I feel like I'm on the same boat, but then there's also days where I don't even fucking show up. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So <laughs> I'm, like, like, I'm like, oh, I can't go. I have a board meeting. And that just means I'm surfing with my friends. So, yeah. Um, and so, you know, if I want to take a vacation every month, I can. Mm -hmm. And I like that. Um, but at the same time, and that's how, that's uh, the benefit to me. That's how, like, I tell myself on the days that I do work super late, I'm like, it's a show. I'm going to take a two week vacation this month. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, you know, in the type of work that you do sometimes, I mean, things just need to get done and they need to get done within a deadline and you got to do what you got to do to get it done. And, you know, not a lot of people are built that way to, you know, I, I, I to some degree, I had to start cutting myself off, you know? Mm -hmm from working too much to be like, man, like, cause work doesn't fucking, it doesn't run out. It's always no. going to be something. It's always going to be something. You know what I mean? Always. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I have some like pretty hard rules for myself. Uh, it's like my lunch break is my lunch break. I don't fucking replace that. And it's like, unless it's an extreme circumstance, like I'm in their trial or something where you really don't have a choice. Sometimes crazy shit comes up Yeah. on the, on the daily, like I give myself my, my, um, lunch breaks and and it's like an award right i also like a re the reward of working out like nope you're gonna do this because you deserve it kind of a thing you got to make time for that working out like exercising or exercise surfing hike whatever it is like i deserve that and so i give that self that time to me you know yeah, yeah well I, I think i mean it's for at least for you I, I don't think this is you but there's a lot of people that are working for that you know what I mean? Yeah. And they're like super fucking pissed off at work, but they're like, but I get to take a vacation. It's like, yeah, but you're taking your vacations and you're just like, oh, 
Like, you know what I mean? I feel like, man, for me, even just like taking a day off, if I go and just hang out with my friends, I'm not like dying to like go to like, you know, Brazil, like, because I'm like, I, I'm not so stressed out mm. that I'm just like, oh, I want to get away. Like, you know, like, like they're always working to get away. You yeah. know what I mean? So I'm like, ah, it's fine. Like I can like, for, even for me, like I'm looking to, to work remote. Yeah. But I like, I could possibly just be like, I'm just going to take the time off. I'm just not going to work. But I'm like, yeah, I want to, like, I have things I want to do. I'm still, you know, I'll bring my computer. I'll still work and I could be somewhere else. You know what I mean? Because I enjoy yeah. what I do still. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not so much, I just want to get away. You know what I mean? I want to have experiences, but I still enjoy what I do. Yeah. And you know? that's something that I feel super blessed with. Because even on the days where I'm working hard, it's because I'm so invested. Like I'm researching an argument or writing an argument and I'm just like super into it. And it's fun for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, it doesn't always feel like work. The deadlines are a little scary, right? Because you have to play around with those. But the actual work of looking into something and finding a creative way to serve um, justice, it, that is so addicting. It, it's a great feeling. And I'm a super nerd about it too. So yeah, I, I enjoy it. Even I'm telling you, so like I'll complain and my husband's like, yeah, but you love it. I'm like, I know, I love it. Um, and, but I thrive off of structure too. So that's another reason why kids would like really stress me out. Cause like, if I have something written down that I'm going to do at a certain time, I'm going to fucking do it. And if you throw me off, I'm going to be mad. <laughs> so like, don't throw me off. And you can't have that lifestyle with kids. Well, but even, I mean, obviously that comes from a place of control, right? To, to make sure that everything's right and perfect. I, I mean, but you can't always control, you know? No, you can't. And but that's the thing like you have i think i know my limits and the yeah. things that i can't control right now i'm cool with i'm like fuck it you know but i think with kids i would just lose my shit and it, if something were to happen to them it would just like be an amount of stress that i i would not be able to handle i'm just not fit for it yeah i don't want it you can keep it you keep, you keep it you don't <laughs> you don't want to stop your dance you know I don't. I don't. Pregnant. Those are like the the, some, the moments when you see babies in like dance outfits. Oh my god, so cute, so cute. I'm like, oh, I want one for a weekend, and that's it. I mean, that, I I think that that's one thing that like at least for me, like, if you said you have you have the what, nieces, nephews, mm -hmm. both or both, both. Okay, both. yeah, I have nephews. I only have um, but I'm I feel like I'm pretty involved. You know what I mean? But then again, if shit hits the fan or if I want to go to Vegas for a weekend, I can just go. You know what I mean? Like I can just like go and do what I want to do, you know? Yeah. And like I've lived with my nieces and nephews. So that's how present I've been. So it's like, I know what it's like to take care of a child every day. I know what it's like to be around them every day. But yeah, so it's it's not like, oh, well, you know, you don't know. I'm like, no, I, I fucking know what it sounds like at night. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> You know what's interesting to me is that people can tell you like, oh, like when are you gonna have a kid? And like be like, oh, you don't want kids and this and that. But then like if you tell them like, oh, when are you gonna get a degree or when are you gonna like Right? Ay, <laughs> ay, <laughs> ay, you know, it's like, well, you're telling me how to live my life and what I need to accomplish. Like if I wanted to, I would do it, you know what I mean? But you know, but I'm not telling you what to do. Like I'm you know what I mean? Like Yeah. I don't know. At least that's been my experience. Maybe I'm just an asshole too, but just no, but it's the same. It's the same level of like invasion of your professional or your life 
crazy. And it, it's also like, what did you didn't you just had sex? Like you just, <laughs> you just like what? Oh, you know, we've been working really hard at this. I bet, <laughs> I bet, Cochino. I, <laughs> I have a cousin that like made me laugh because I was like, oh my god, your kid is so beautiful. He's like, I know, and it wasn't even that hard to make. Yeah. I was like, oh. Okay. It was a lot of fun, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Well. Thanks for that uh, tidbit. Yeah, right. We're at like baby showers. Everyone's like, oh, you know, <laughs> gender. Oh, have you have you had any gender reveal cases? No, yeah. I'm saying like a case like we're like you like that whole there's a whole fire. I mean, from a gender reveal. Yeah, yeah. Um, Did that guy I, go? To, that guy went to jail or something? No. I mean, I don't know. I didn't follow it, but that caused a lot of damage. And whoa, <laughs> yeah. Also to the child who will have to live with the fact that they did a danger. Yeah, I get. Oh, we're talking about child endangerment. Did you see the the guy that went into the the zoo, the elephant encounter? At the no, zoo? tell me what happened. You didn't see that? There's a guy here at the San Diego Zoo. He jumped the gate, and he was in the elephant encounter to take a obviously a selfie, to take a picture, take it with his kid, his daughter, and the elephant like rushed him. And he like jumped out and like threw the kid and like he's like, oh shit. And he had to like reach back Indiana Jones style for his hat with his kid, like fucking to pull him out of the thing. And I think he's in jail or they they're charging him for child endangerment. Yeah. I mean, I can imagine several charges there. But yeah, uh, I just I just hate that then it's like, oh, they're gonna put up a bigger fence now, or you know what I mean? Because then the zoo has to cover their liability. You know what I mean? All that like yeah. you know when you see signs sometimes or when people, they put precautionary things up and it makes you wonder like who the fuck was that person that fucked this up exactly that but that's i don't know i feel like that's that's the legal system though as well you know what i mean there's there's so much red tape you have to get through to you know for simple things i i, I don't know if you have you ever listened to like jim jeffries no no and this is this is a controversial joke he's he's a very controversial comedian um but he, he talks about like he's like he's like oh he's like he's a me for example he's like I take drugs like a champ. And he's like, and I, you know what I mean? He's like, I get fucked up. And he's like, and I drive great. He's like, but I can't drive drunk because Jonathan ran over a family. <laughs> Thanks, Jonathan. You know, it's like basically laws are made for the people that are idiots, right? They're not made for the people like you and me that have common sense. Oh, I'm fucked up. I shouldn't drive. You know what I mean? And the guy falls asleep and then, oh, well, we have to make this a law because people are not going to use common sense and we have to tell them not to do things. You know, yeah, yeah. Don't go into the elephant encounter, asshole. Like, you know. I, yeah. Um, he looked know, very National City, by the way. So I, I was like, oh, maybe. That what? <laughs> the guy that went into the, the elephant encounter looked very National City. I was like, oh, I oh. thought you said they, came, they confirmed no. it. Was I was like, no, oh, maybe. I was like, like ugh, I don't want to. <laughs> is everybody that, when shit like that happens, you're like, please don't be, <laughs> be my demographic. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. I think he was Latino. I was like, like fuck. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> It's like the, the, it reminds me of Dave Chappelle, the, the race draft. Oh, yeah, 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 like yeah. There's also a point system when we lose points like that. Like, let's draft that well, guy. This is the way I see it. We all have our own people that we hate within our own people. Yes. You know what I mean? That's the way I see it. I'm like, oh, no, but that's not, that's not us, bro. Like, that's not, you know what I mean? It's just like, you know. And I also embrace, I think the older I've gotten, I've also embraced some of it, you know. But the ignorance and, like, the stuff that's, like, bad, I don't, I don't I can't, I can't, I can't own it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you, you have to acknowledge it, but you don't have to own it. Yeah. 
Yeah. So what was that? What was that like for you? I mean, I, I feel like at least for me, it's like, oh, National City, like it's always oh, nasty city. It's like right away. You know what I mean? Uh, well, what was it like? What? Like just in general, going going out to the world and people say, oh, where are you from? You know, oh, San Diego. And then like, where? Like, you know. Yeah. A lot of people don't know where National City is, even people from like Northern San Diego. But in college, people used to call me National City instead of my name. Oh, really? Yeah. They're like, oh, National City, come here. Like, because they just knew like that's where I was. And there was, a, there was actually a small like group of us from National City. From National City at UCLA? There was oh, a national, yeah. There was a National City Club? There was a National City Club. You did not have to get jumped in. Oh, um, wow. The admission itself was, it was fine. The admission to UCLA was fine. Um, but yeah, that was weird. Um, did you go alone? Or is there anybody from Sweetwater that went? Yeah, there were people from Sweetwater. No, but the same year that went the same year as you? Yeah. How many? Um, there was at least three others okay. that I knew of. I think there might have been more. I think that's how it was for me at state. I know there was at least three or four that I knew of. And I'm not going to mention names because they all dropped out. Ooh, only one of us dropped out. You know, and it was it's valid. It was for for mental health reasons. Well, I'm not going to say that they're any valid or invalid. I'm just saying in the sense of like, it kind of woke me up. Yeah, you know, that I was like, man, and I thought they were so much smarter than me. Yeah, you know, and I was like, fuck, like, am I next? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and yeah, and you could be next at any moment. That's the that's the terrifying thing. Um, so I think it was a bigger deal in undergrad than it was at law school. Um, the, the National City Club, or yeah, no, just being. <laughs> it just yeah. Um, yeah. Also, I didn't. I wasn't very social. People just kind of like, whatever. But it's a big. It's a bigger deal now. I think. Um, yeah. Because there's not a lot of attorneys from National City. I think I know two. I yeah. Um, but like, yeah. I mean. It's a very privileged uh, kind of a career to be in. So a lot of people, yeah. they don't know that they don't know this lifestyle, you know. Yeah. Um, you don't know me, I say. Yeah, and then, and my friends like to make fun of it, so on purpose. Like my mom calls me flaca, and when my friends found out, it was like that's it. They call me flaca in the courtroom, they, and and so. Oh, that's one of my favorite songs. Yeah, it was. You know that you know that song by uh by Jarabe de Palo, La Flaca. Yes, yeah, I love one. it. I yeah. love that too. Um, my mom loves that song too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so like we were, uh, it was a, a case that two, three of my friends were on. There was like this older white attorney was also on a co-defendant matter, and then they dragged me in to do witness counseling, and so they were all, oh yeah, flat. And then, so the other white attorney was like, oh, I'm sorry uh her name like that's flaca from national city Oof. and he was just like he's like oh <laughs> and i was like no really <laughs> i was like that's like i'm flaca from national city he, he just it threw him off but yeah. so it, it's funny to me now i like it but um it, it, there's not a lot of us there so i think a lot of like the older white men are thrown off by it um this is not traditional this is not the way things but, are I mean, yeah. I, and I've been told like to tone down where I'm from, to tone down no eyeliner, no red lipstick in court. Um, yeah, I mean. Your hoops, you can't wear your hoops. Oh yeah, no, I'm like, I bring it all out. 
Yeah. It's different with a jury. You got to be very careful. But like day to day stuff, my nose ring stays in. Um, you know. So yeah. You want to fight me on it? Fight me on it. Oh, they find you. Fight. <laughs> oh, I thought I was like, damn, you get like a fine. No. I was like, um, I mean, they technically can say there's nothing in like the criminal code that requires you to. There is like rules of decorum where yeah. it's like don't don't push the limit but i mean i've seen some other attorneys wear some wild ass shit there's an attorney i don't even know his name he like when for the holidays wears a suit for the like matching whatever holiday it is and for christmas he legit was like decked out in a red suit with christmas trees all over it yeah it, it was way over the top so I mean, you look at people like that, I think what I wear is fine. Yeah. As long as yeah. I brush my hair, you know, like my, my arguments are on point, just like my eyeliner. Thank you very much. Well, I, I think to some extent, it also makes the way you carry yourself, right? Is like, is if you show up very disheveled, I mean, obviously it, it shows off a, you know, a certain. A level of disrespect. Certain, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, so the, I think, yeah, those are things you have to think about. And I'm pretty sure those are things you probably relate to your clients as well like hey man like you know show up clean cut like you know what i mean don't show up you know like you don't give a fuck you know <laughs> exactly yeah yeah no we definitely have to go there sometimes because i would definitely not want my lawyer to show up in a fucking christmas suit i'm like what the fuck Look at what like, <laughs> i'd be like bro are you here to play what are you doing like what are you playing me right now i'm facing life dog you just <laughs> I need. I just stand up like I need somebody new. I know this guy was gonna wear this. this yeah, kind of weird. That hasn't happened to me yet. That's called a Marsden hearing, and people get really embarrassed. But it's super common when your clients are like, "Fuck this attorney! I want a new attorney." Oh really? Oh yeah, you're entitled to that at any point to to request to have that Marsden hearing, and so and they're closed because the usually the clients go off on you on why you are the worst attorney so, sometimes it's true sometimes it's not true um, yeah close to the public so only it's only like the judge the attorney and the client oh but you have to say that right yeah so the, the client has to request it yeah um, and then it's probably the only time that the judge will say these amazing things about you like no you know you have a fantastic attorney like keep them because it's just a headache also to pass along these cases or to reset the clock on certain things if you change an attorney so the judges try to you know yeah speak, speak oh. reason into people again i hate to keep pushing on attorney stuff but i did want to know about um your aztec stuff that's what i want yeah so i don't even know what the hell to ask to be honest so if you just want to, <laughs> I don't know what to ask. I wasn't Aztec, but at San Diego State. So and I, and I'm pretty sure I probably have some Aztec heritage because I'm from Jalisco. I'm pretty sure you do. I from mean, Jalisco area. My uh, 23andMe said that I did. So. Oh, have you done it? I'm yeah. Well, it says indigenous, but then it's like indigenous. If you're Mexican, you all get indigenous because you're from, you know. It doesn't narrow down the region? It does. It, it, my family's from Jalisco and it literally kind of so gets I, to that area. That. And then it says which tribes are from, you know, which area and blah, blah, blah. Oh, okay. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, no, Aztec dance is amazing. It's more of a, a commitment than people would think. Like, they're like, oh, that's cool. You dance. It looks sick. Like, 
you get to wear. I've done African, African dancing like at a, at a thing. Like it was like, oh. we're, yeah, but it wasn't like I was doing African dancing. I've done it like two or three times, just like with like uh, this group that I was, and then we would do like yoga and stuff. And then they, they were like fucking sweating my balls off, like all stomping, all sick. I was like sweating, yeah. like sweating like crazy. Really? Oh, but maybe this is probably a little late in the podcast, but I kind of have ADD, so I, I will cut you off and I will jump in there. But just keep going. Don't worry about me. Yeah. <laughs> It's not from a rude place. I just, ah, it just goes. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, um, that's a good point. There's a difference between dancing uh, and being an Aztec dancer. Okay. So you can come and you can dance with us. You can practice with us. No problem. That doesn't mean you're an Aztec dancer and you don't get to call yourself one. Yeah, there's like strict rules. You can't sit with us. Yeah. No, you can't. You can sit with us. You just can't you can... say you are us. <laughs> so yeah well i'm it, sure there's probably why, why because there's a lot of practice and, and and meaning behind it is that there's or, a lot there's the ceremonial aspect of it that takes a lot of time and commitment so you have to attend our ceremonies to be a part of a group and you have to be officially welcome into the group and once you're when you, once you're officially welcome into the group you get to choose your godparents and those are the people that are going to guide you and teach you what they know because a lot of it is still like oral history, a lot of oral tradition. And so, and the ceremonies are very intensive. Sometimes they're um, two days, sometimes they're three days and you don't really sleep. They go all night. Um, and so it's a lot of praying all night. You got to learn a lot of the songs. Um, so it, it, and they expect you to be there and they expect you to like represent whatever group that you're coming from, you know, whatever you're coming from. And so it's, it's a lot of time commitment. <laughs> So Capuli was the medical center at San Diego State. It was like, it was like it's just, it's so, because obviously it's Aztec. Yeah. So I was like, these names yeah, so, come up like, there was like massage chairs yeah. in that room. So your Capuli is like your. Uh-oh, is that me? Hold on. Um, I wish we had massage chairs. No. Wait, is my internet good now? Am I good? Yeah. Can you hear me? Okay. You only it, paused it, for like a second. Okay, cool, cool. Okay. Um. So what's a capuli then? What's is that like your region or? It's your group. So it's the group that you train with because the um, Aztec dancers, um, our structure is like a military structure because you, the people that danced were also warriors. So I am considered a warrior. Um, and now it's more symbolic, right? I'm a warrior of light and of knowledge and of culture. Um, but that's why we call them your, your calculis are like the centers of training. Um, and, and depending on who you're with, that's your calculi. And then the organization within it is also military. So we have our captain who's our like our lead. They run the group. They're like the owners quote unquote of the group. And then you have your sergeants who help run the group. And so when the sergeants say you need to move to like, they move the position as far as where you're dancing, you listen to them. When sergeants say like, you need to do something you, you follow. Um, they're also the ones that like, if we're dancing, like for example, like I dance in Chicano Park, there's a lot of like transient people. Sometimes they they wander into the area where we're dancing and the, the side of handfuls were just kind of like, walk away. Um, they also like take care of the, like help take care of the kids that are a part of the group. So if somebody needs to go to the bathroom, they like, we'll take them. Um, or in, in any of the women that are having issues with like men being, you know, creepy around us. Um, so yeah, it's, a, it's like a whole, it's a whole structure that you have to, and you have to earn your feathers. You don't get to wear the big feathers 
um, that you see most people wearing until you earn them. So I, for example, haven't earned them. COVID kind of like put a pause in it. I should have my feathers by now, but because we took a whole year off, I haven't gotten them. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a huge commitment, but it's also really beautiful and it's also really problematic. And like, you have to sense. recognize all of it, right? Um, in what because, sense? Well, it's very- Is it Chauvinistic um, or? It's very male-centered and depending on- the I was group, actually gonna ask that, I was like- yeah. Depending on the group that you're in, it can be more male-centered than not. So like in our group with um, Capitanes Flores, uh, they allow the females to drum if you want to learn how to drum. Other groups won't do that. They're like only men play the drum. So it's problematic in that sense. It's also problematic because we have to understand that like we weren't allowed to dance for hundreds of years after the conquest. So a lot of our traditions have been lost. And so when we when they tried to rebuild Danza and Danza Azteca and bring it back, a lot of the stuff has been like filled in with other stuff or borrowed culture. So you have to acknowledge that because you can't be like, oh, we're like legit, like, you know, Aztecas, like full, like this is, this is the way that they've done it. And this is the way we've all, no, it's not the way we've always done it. You also yeah. have to like appreciate the blend of things because we are mestizo. And so a lot of uh, the traditions now in Danza Azteca for certain groups um, are Catholic. So there's a huge Catholic influence. Mm. Um, and like, I don't, uh, I don't consider myself Catholic or Christian. And so that's the, the side that like I have most issue with, but at the same time, like I get it. The only reason why our culture survived is because sometimes we had to hide it within Catholicism. Um, and it's just, we're mestizos, we're mixed. That's who we are. So to be like, oh, I don't want to dance with that group because they, they have Catholic, you know, roots or whatever, or certain practices. You, you have to be open to it and you have to acknowledge it. So like, I'll sing some of the songs when we sing songs and they're very Catholic, but I also know like, it is what it is. You have to take it for what it's worth. Um, but some groups won't tell you people that. They're like, no, this is this is like the way that it's been and we've like, we've preserved it perfectly. We're the best and like that, you can't say that that's not true. I'm I think I'm very lucky to be a part of a group and to have like godparents that are more aware and they're like no like we've changed it we filled it in like this probably isn't the way we did we kind of made this up or whatever um, yeah but i still think that it has a lot of value i call like danzasteca as like a gateway activity or gateway drug to finding out like who you are and your indigenous roots it's super valuable and so i think it's very important um to grow up with that kind of pride because it's something that has been taken away from us for so long and how did you, how did you get into that so in Danza, we say that like the drum calls you. And so I danced in college because a friend invited me or told me about it. And the way that the drum sounds, I can't even explain how it makes me feel. It's just like, it's energizing. I feel the most alive. I feel happy. I feel connected. So even like when I would go to powwows for like the local Native American tribes, the drum has always just been like so uplifting to me. So I feel like it called me and um, you definitely, it's just like this, this whole thing that we talked about is like who you vibe with, who you get along with. I um, went to see a group in San Isidro and I didn't really vibe with them. And then I didn't look for a group for several years, went through law school. And then I 
found a group at the Centro de la Raza in Balboa Park. And they were very sweet, very nice, but I still didn't feel like this is, you know, this is my home. And then when I went to Chicano Park, I was like, okay. And then I ran into somebody that went to Sweetwater that was there. And then another person, I was like, oh, you're part of this group too. And it just felt, it felt right. So yeah. <clears throat> but um, yeah, the drum definitely calls you. And you don't even, like the thing about Danza is that they welcome all people. So you don't even have to be Mexican um, to be a part of the group because they really believe that like, we're warriors and to fight with us and to like conquer hearts with us, you can be anybody as long as you're committed. Yeah. So there's like, uh, I remember my husband being like, oh, like what's up with that white lady like dancing and, and there's, it's, I don't even know her name, but I've seen her at several um, ceremonies. Yeah. She's yeah. been around for years. Um, and yeah, and she, she's a danzante. It doesn't matter if she's white or not. It matters how down you are. That's what yeah. How, how down are you? I think. Yeah. Oh, that, that, I mean, it's it's like I said. It, to me, it's very interesting. I don't I don't know anything about it. I've seen it. You know, I've seen it at Chicano Park. I remember even as a kid one time being in like Balboa Park and there was just like a guy who was doing it and there was like you know. Was, I remember that guy. Yeah. Like, another guy who would just like be drumming for him or something, just be like mm -hmm. throwing down and dancing. But you know, as a kid, you don't really think about what it means or what it is but also like i feel like and you know you brought it up is that i feel like sometimes we hide hate behind tradition you know and it's like the oh well this is the way they did it so you know women don't get to do this or women don't get to do that or or you know you know because you're this you're that you can't do like you said if you're white or you can't do it well, it's like well if they're interested in it and they want to you know they want to learn more then give them a chance give them a fair chance now if there's any hate or anything behind it then that's hate. that's different you know but if it's a genuine interest and a change and an interest in it you know to to grow as a person i think we all need to find different things and obviously i mean just getting to know you and, and learning more about you there's obviously a lot a lot of layers to to your life you know and i think that that's like as before we jumped on and you were like oh well, what what am i going to talk about what are you know who am i and, it's just like, but we're all so, there's so many layers, right, to your life and, and your journey that you, that you go through, you know? Yeah. And it's important to keep building on that, you know, to keep finding experiences. And I feel like things like danza, um, traveling, um, just trying, being open to meeting certain people and experiencing certain things, um, it enriches my experience. It enriches, like, I always think, like, what stories am I going to tell? What, you know? And all of that is a part of who who we are and who, who we can present to people on it. And it, I think it each thing in, uh, touches like the other parts of your life. So, you know, if I, the more I have, I'm spiritually connected, the better attorney I am. And, you know, the more that I surf and get better at that, the happier I am, the better wife I am. So yeah. I do think that it all plays off of each other. Well, I think it comes down to like a self-worth, right? Where you feel fulfilled in your life and, you know, you, you're acting out of just like a, you're being authentic and you're just, you know, you're being genuine in the sense of like, I'm not going to go and have a kid just because people are telling me to go have a kid or, you know what I mean? It's yeah. just like, I, it's just not something that drives me or whatever it may be. So, and that's fine. You know, and you're, you're authentic in the sense of like, you're gonna do what makes you happy and what you feel is best for you. Yet you definitely put yourself there for other people. You know what I mean? And to, to help other people because being in your position is always about other people. Yes. 
you know? Yeah, it's hard. It's draining. It's hard. It's very demanding. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's scary at times. You're like, oh, this person's life is in my hands. Like, oh. Yeah, I'm sure. It's, I mean, it doesn't have to be anything in you know, as a lawyer. It could be anything in high school or, or middle school, whatever it may be. But when was a time that you felt like a weirdo in your life? You know, and, and it doesn't, it's like, if it's like intentional weirdo, like you said, like, oh, I'm trying to be weird. That's, that's a little bit different and more like, you know, like you said, like imposter syndrome or, or being in an area where you're like, man, I don't, I don't, you know, or, or you're talking about how you feel or whatever. And somebody's like, ah, you're being weird. Like, I don't want to hear your troubles. Honestly, always. And, um, now I'm like, so okay with it. Um, because who wants to be normal? or who wants to be bland, right? Like those people that only work, like, yeah, well, who are you, bro? Um, I like coffee. <laughs> I'm a coffee nerd. <laughs> I do love coffee though. Um, but I don't know, I dated somebody that I felt like her whole identity was, oh, I like coffee. And I was like, I never really learned anything beyond that layer. It was just like, she was like, oh, I, I get, I am gonna go to better beds today. And it's like, okay. <laughs> All right, cool. Like, and it was like, oh, you don't, because I don't like coffee. Then it was a whole thing. I was like, who cares? I don't like coffee. Who cares? You, know? you got to dig deeper. What does the coffee symbolize? Well, Feeling. You know, exactly. Symbol. At that point, I was more just like, uh, uh. Um, But I feel like I, I've always been weird. I think I, I was a weird child. I was weird in high school. Um, I went over that because of my interest, but in, in college, I was definitely weird because, or I didn't, I didn't fit in because most of the people in college like had money or like were basically like primed their whole lives to get there. So it like, makes sense to me. I could definitely tell like that was not my story. Like I worked really hard, but I definitely didn't have like private tutors and like a life plan and like things that these, these people had. Yeah. And then now, now I'm at a point where I'm like, oh, like I'm different from everybody around me as far as like, actually in any space that I'm in now, but I like it and I own it and I'm okay with it. And it's one of the things that I tell people like newer um, attorneys or even people thinking that are, they want to go into college. I'm like, dude, the sooner you are like happy with yourself and comfortable with yourself and stop comparing yourself to other people the better off you will be like build your own experience build up who you are as a person and be okay with that and like you'll you'll be in a better position than I was because now that I realize like you know what I mean like you're you're just because you're in the room with all of these people that may have degrees or a fancy position doesn't mean that they're better with than you sometimes it just means that they were more privileged um but yeah I'm, i definitely know that i i have a different perspective than most people around me and that's yeah. true. even even i was telling my sister i was like in danza uh, a lot of the people there are like working class rasa from like south bay and i'm like wow like they don't even realize how lucky they are because even i'm different from them like they go to work and they get to work with people that like are just like them. Like and I go to work and I'm fucking alone, like around like all of these privileged ass, like, you know, white people. I'm like, and, and, and usually people don't think about that, you know, but I don't know, I, I was at a ceremony 
like two weeks ago and I was and that's what hit me and I was like wow like that is something I think that most people take for granted they may think like oh you know I'm a hard worker and like I you know I'm working class I don't I don't have much benefits but I think that's a huge benefit is like to be able to have that camaraderie that like friendship of people that are community just like, that's beautiful yeah to have that it's amazing and it's like I and then I feel lucky that I have it through Lanza and like through my family to just like ground me because when I when I like when courts open back up and I'm in that world it's it takes me away from all of that and and I stand out in that sense right yeah so would you say that's kind of your weird that's where, where you feel weird where like people are people are potentially looking at you and thinking that you're lucky yeah and I, and that is, I mean, that's weird, but, um, yeah, cause it's, it's like a, a role switch. Um, but I mean, if you want to talk about like awkwardness, weird. No, no, no. It has, it was more, like I said, like, a like, you know, weird. And like, where you felt, like I said, like you felt like a weirdo, like you felt like maybe, I think, I think that the better, better way to put it is to like when you're being completely genuine and people are making you feel like what the hell's wrong with you or like yeah. or kind of just like oh yeah okay whatever you know what yeah. i mean like yeah. that's that's where because that's when it hurts more right because it's yeah. like because you're like oh like my friend was talking about one situation to where like he went to mexico and he was dancing and then somebody was like dude you dance like shit because it was like he was he was like shuffling or something and it wasn't a thing over there yeah and he thought he was so cool he was like dancing having a good ass time shuffling and they're like what the fuck are you doing and he was like oh my bad like he but it was a very genuine moment that he was just dancing because he was having fun but somebody made him yeah. feel like shit. like you ever yeah. see that video of that fat guy who's dancing at this like party and he's like oh having a good time and these girls are like recording him and then he just kind of like you know kind of oh. goes into a shell they, I think he ended up throwing the like ball at Dodger Stadium because it went viral or whatever. Like, so they yeah. like people kind of embraced him, right? But it's it's that that feeling, like I said, when you're just like, I'm just having a good time, you know what I mean? And they're like, oh, you dance stupid, and like, oh man, like, you know what I mean? Like, you're just like, yeah. I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna make, I'm not gonna be vulnerable. I'm not gonna put myself out there because people are gonna make fun of me or something, you know? Yeah, I mean, I've had some pretty heartbreaking moments, and I think it's it's when I've tried to, I want to say like when I'm trying to build my career working with certain people that were like um demeaning or like point things out about me and then I was like I like am I wrong for thinking that I'm not okay or like I didn't know that this was a thing um like uh when I was interning once for the um you don't US have to say the name though. I was like, so you don't have to. <laughs> you don't. It's fine. It's the U.S. Attorney's Office. I won't say who it was, but like there was somebody there that was like supposed to be, um, like guiding the the interns that were there. Yeah. And she went. It was like, have you seen Devil Wears Prada? The Devil Wears. Prada. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I saw. It that. was one of those moments where like she walked in and she looks me up head to toe. She's like, all right, everybody, let's go to court. And we're like, cool. And then she's like, not you. What are you wearing? And I was like, um, Oh, to you? Yeah. And I was like, uh, I'm wearing a suit. And she was like, no, it, it's not the right color. Or like something, it was something stupid like that. Like, oh, that's an inappropriate color. And it was like blue. Yeah. I guess she didn't like blue. I, she was um, a blood or what? <laughs> was like, yeah. And she wasn't crip stepping that day. So, um, 
Yeah, and, and that made me feel bad. And then later on, I feel like maybe she caught on to that, like, she fucked up. Like, that wasn't a good move for her. And so she was like, oh, by the way, like, if you can't afford a suit, like, I understand. But that was, like, a really fucked up moment. I was like, <laughs> you were like, I paid a lot of money for this suit. It's just... <laughs> so, well, no, I'm just saying, like, you know, you just, you, you bought it. Like, I really like this suit. I actually paid extra because I really liked it and she's like ew you know or something and I put a lot of thought into what I wore because it's so formal it's like federal court right so I was like thrown off by that so it was like one instant and another instant was like working for somebody else and they were like um can you come to my office and I was like yeah and they're like um can you not can you not do this I'm like do what the, the like just the... everything here in the face yeah, in the facial you? region right here can you just stop this whole face thing you got going <laughs> leave that at home <laughs> um yeah and i was like my eyeliner and my lipstick like what's wrong with that and they're like well because you know you kind of look like i'm like what the fuck does that mean <laughs> wait so she didn't she never said or that was like like uh like what like a chola or like what and I, cause I know I'm pretty secure in myself to like talk to my boss this way. And they were like, yeah. And I was like, maybe I am. And it was like a weird pause. And it was like, and what would, and what's wrong? Like, what's wrong with that? If I was, what? I'm, a, you know, I'm a lawyer. So I'm here, obviously like this has nothing to do. So that was like a whole thing. And like, um, you know, I, I talked to another friend who's also an experienced attorney, but who's rather conservative and was like, yeah, I agree. Like, this is not okay. I'm well, like, some, sometimes you just like, I think you get to the point to where you're like, you know what? I don't want to deal with it. So I'm not gonna like, I'm not gonna ruffle feathers. You know what I mean? So where you feel like, eh, I don't want to fucking deal with that. You know? And I feel like that's how they keep you down too. Right. Cause you're like, it can't be just be yourself. Cause you're like, well, I need to do this because it's like, it's like, oh, well, they're Trump supporters. So I'm not just gonna, I'm not gonna say anything. Yeah. And then you get all into your head, right? Cause you're like, oh, like when they look at me and like, do people know it now? Like, oh, and I went to court that day. Does that judge hate me now? And like, so it was like a, in my head, a whole thing. And you know what? And then I got to a point, I was like, fuck it. Look it. Like if it doesn't matter what I look like, if I'm doing a decent job, I'm not doing it to be disrespectful. I'm not like doused in glitter. Like, I think that, you know, it'll be okay. And nobody, no judge has ever made a comment about it so far out loud. Um, so, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's been fine. I don't know why to these like men, to be honest, it was two men. It, it was such a huge deal. Um, and they were like, at least for my boss, was super embarrassed about it. And like, didn't want me to represent the office um, looking the way that I look. And so, yeah, I mean, I was really upset about it. Um, because it shouldn't be a thing, you know, you shouldn't no, yeah. no, no, like nobody fucking tells a man like what to wear. And you know what I mean? I'm like, at work. Look at me. I'm at work. I'm wearing a fucking Chavez de Nero from three punk L's and my hat. Like, I'm, you know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean, there, there's been a few of those moments where I'm just like, I don't, I've had, you know, I've had employees where like, whatever they come in, whatever, I get it, you know, and like, I'm not telling them to dress a certain way. But like I said, when it's like a, like a, from a place of like, yo, like, take some pride in what you're doing. Cause then like, Hey, your workstation's a mess. You're all this yeah. stuff. You know what I mean? And, and, that's then, the thing. and your I work know. is kind of messy. You know, it's like, this is a trend, you know, yeah. I'm not telling you how to dress, but you know, maybe at least have the work be not messy. It's 
you know pick a struggle you know pick a yeah. struggle um yeah. no and the thing is like i i actually just naturally like kind of conservative in the way that i dress so it's not like and that was a part of the the problem that i had with it was just like i'm always presentable i'm never like super sexy um and it, and, and it, i am it's, it's, <laughs> you know i can i, can, I, I am i don't know about don't you know but from the I, over there. i stay super sexy over here you know <laughs> uh yeah so if i get fired you can be my lawyer that would be like hey there's nothing against being super sexy at work <laughs> yeah so and I tell people now, I'm like, look, it, there's there's options that you can take. You can take the route that you said earlier, which is like, blend in, blend in, lay low, don't ruffle feathers, and you'll definitely learn and you'll learn a different way. Or you can just be like, fuck you all, like, I am who I am. This, you know, I don't have to change. And, and then you deal with the comments. Yeah. I chose, I just choose to deal with the comments. Well, and you're also not necessarily ruffling feathers by just being yourself, you know what I mean? Like, there's a difference between ruffling feathers, like, fuck you, I'm gonna wear my my little Rob shirt and <laughs> or whatever, like, you know what I mean? Like. Well, and I have, I have worn my Tupac earrings to court. Oh, there you go. Um, but, you know, that's a statement like, though, that's a statement. You're that, trying it, to is a, it is a statement. But, um, and, and the thing is like, I, again, with the chip on my shoulder and like, okay, are you trying to educate me? But why can't I educate you to tell you that it's sexist and racist to say that I need to do my makeup a certain way? Like, what do you think? I need to wear like nude tones. I'm a brown woman. I'll look dead if I wear nude tones. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, that is not my palette. It's not my palette. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm more of a winter than a summer. Oh. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah so i choose i'm like okay no you're not going to educate me i'm going to educate you because the world is changing um and so yeah i mean i'm comfortable with it and um i'm still waiting for the day that somebody makes a comment about my nose ring on the record other than the judge that loves me who brought it up like this week but what, but um, was it what was the comment because like he was my, my professor in law school and so oh, wow. i did it as part of another ceremony because like um usually warriors are the ones that pierce their nose or women that are going to give birth because it helps it's supposed to help with with that um i don't know if it's true but that's legendary. i'm gonna give you the side eye on the given birth i was like i'm, <laughs> no, I'm the warrior okay the warrior one warrior um so he was like oh he's like yeah michelle was in my my class and she was so worried about this was during court or yeah this is during oh, court so my okay. judge the judge used to be my my yeah. professor for my trial skills class which is like a fake fake courtroom class gung -gung. yeah you do like arguments and you present yeah. things i have a funny story about that too actually um but one of the yes yeah, one of the things is like i was so worried because of court decorum and in law school they fucking scare you They're like don't be yourself dress like a white man um and so, yeah. yeah. Ellen DeGeneres? Or... You're like, oh, like, I can't be me. I um, love mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. When you're like, this has too much flavor. Yeah. Like water. So yeah. spicy. What is this? This water spicy. The pepperonis are spicy. <laughs> he, was, you know, he was like, oh, you were so worried about your having your nose ring that you probably, he's like, yeah, it's not a big deal. He's like, you, you got to learn how to ask for forgiveness. Just do things. And I'm like, okay. 
Anyway, yeah. so that's like who but nobody has been like, you know, this is not appropriate. Yeah. Um, Wait, so what's the what's the funny story then? Now we have to figure it out. It's like a borderline embarrassing um story, TMI, but I'm down for it. Uh so that that semester uh, I changed birth control methods and um Oh, it's one of those, got, okay. Yeah. Got an IUD, but like when you certain people react to it differently and it just like made my flow super heavy. Um, which was like like more than ever before. I know we're going there. <laughs> okay. I, I didn't um, see that's coming, but yeah, let's do it. Yeah. This is a, a very uh Chicana women powered uh episode. So good. Heavy flow. It is real. It's very real. Heavy um, flow. I'm not I will go buy tampons. I don't care. I don't know what dudes get all weird about it. It's like whatever. I might know? I'll send you. I'll send you to on a run. He, he freaking door dash um, me. <laughs> So, so I'm in his class and we're, it's in our final, and our final exam is basically to do the trial. And so what? Okay. I'm just laughing because I'm like, well, there's so many places this could go. It's just. No. It's, it's... So we're in, we're in um, our mock courtroom, which looks, it's built like a real courtroom. It's actually pretty cool in, in the law school. And so we're, um, I think I was giving closing arguments or something. And in like the process of giving my closing argument, it's already been like maybe two hours into this final because we have to watch everybody else and stuff. Yeah. And I, and I just feel like, whoosh. and I'm like, and I'm wearing a skirt suit. Mm. And so like in the process of giving my argument, I keep looking down because I'm like, please God, do not let blood run down my leg right now. Because it just like, I felt, I didn't know if it was going to hold. And so I'm giving my oral argument. Is the, is the damn going to hold? And I memorized, and I did such a like, I worked so hard to memorize my argument to not look at my paper, but I was looking down to make sure I wasn't leaking. And like, I can't stop. I'm mid argument, judges up there, like everybody, I'm like, who's behind me? Like, fuck, like, like sweating. <laughs> And anyway, so I, I, I finished whatever. And then he, he gives up my feedback and he's like, you know, you did very well. I feel like you knew the case. He's like, you just kept looking down and like, you know, the case, you didn't have to look at your notes. Like you were distracted, like, like you were distracted, right? Yeah. And I was like, I didn't want to be like, no, your honor. I was making sure my flow wasn't going down my leg. <laughs> so yeah, but nothing, I mean, luckily it held. I like to the bathroom <laughs> right after. But like, a, the, if you say the brand, it's an amazing commercial. Hey, it held, and it's, it's, it <laughs> ladies, um, ladies. If you're a lawyer, it's just <laughs> yeah, but that's like real talk. Because when you're in the midst of it, like when you're in trial, like you can't really stop if you're on a roll. And if you do, you have to give a good cause. Like, Your Honor, can we trail? Okay, what's the reason? <laughs> Your Honor, I'm on my period, and there might be an accident. Like, what do you say? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I remember. I remember that moment very well, and I don't. I kind of was like salty about it. I was like, maybe I should have told him so he could know that I was. I did memorize it, but I was. Just oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, like it looks negatively on you. Like yeah, the, yeah. So like, because that was like a negative comment that he gave was that I kept looking down. Yeah. Well, here you are. You know, and here I am. Hey, have him, have him listen to the podcast. Oh, we, we oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> And he's actually like one of uh, several people have told me like that they're he's one of their favorite um judges he's very fair and he's 
he's funny and he'll interact with you. So he's, he's a fun dude. I, my, one day, maybe I'll tell him that. I don't know how this would come out appropriately at any point. We'll, we'll see. Maybe he's a fan. You never know. What if he, what you if never he, know. Maybe, you never maybe. know. Now, so, this, is, uh, this will be... Shout out to Judge Hopkins. There you go. Shout out to Judge Hopkins. Don't don't judge her. See, he judged yeah. you. That's the problem. But he's a judge, I guess that's Yeah. If you have him as your judge in the South Bay, you're in good hands. I've always I've always hoped I'd like go and get in front of a judge and they're just gonna be like, hey, you're all right. We're gonna take this ticket away. And they're like, no. He's yeah, like, he would be that guy. Hey the fine, pay the <laughs> How do you get out of it? I don't know. It's like, you know. Traffic courts and a whole another thing, though. Those are like no real rules. Yeah, it's insane. You're going up against um the cop, who's the witness and the prosecutor at the same time. What? Yeah, no, I I definitely stopped. I definitely stopped, and I was like, I stopped. I stopped. I saw you. I saw you. So I stopped. I was like, and then they're just like, nope. I'm like, oh my god. How is it? You know what I mean? There's so much like it's just your word right against them, but yeah, it's it's a it's a circus. That's a no. It's not fair. Yeah, no, it's a traffic cop too. It's just, yeah, no, just anyways. That's that's a whole nother story. Yeah, your best bet is just hope they don't show up, but they or I'll break the law. That, that's why I did. That's why I did it. Say so like, well, maybe he doesn't show up. No, he showed up. <laughs> yeah, rolled rolled the stop. But I, I mean, I hate to I hate to kind of you know end your story at that point. But you know, that was a that was definitely just definitely a lot a lot of good stuff there. I think uh, there's a lot. In general, you you brought a lot, a lot of variety to to the podcast and a lot of like a lot of value. I I, I really do have to, I have to thank you for coming on and and being vulnerable. I mean, for, for, to tell a story like that already says you know that's I mean not to say not to say anything bad. I'm just saying for somebody to talk about because it's like one of those things, right? To where it's like, oh, like I have to keep like all all girls have it. You know yeah, what I mean? And then it's like. It's a real thing. So like, being and then guys get all weird about it too. Like, <laughs> you know, it's just like, <laughs> I, I mean, more props to you. If, if blood was coming out of my penis, I'd freak the fuck out. You know what I mean? <laughs> you girls well, we are, should. You girls are brave. That's not a normal thing. You girls are brave. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I feel like I'm a complex person. I know I don't fit into any boxes, but I'm I'm here to tell people if you if that's you. Don't feel bad about it. But then they fit in your box and then you fit in that box. So technically you're in a box. That's the whole thing about this thing, right? We're all weirdos is my point. We're all, yeah. we all, we all think that we're like to some lack of a better term, we all think we're so different, but we're really not. You know what I mean? We're all, you know, human beings. We're all, you know, we all have different layers and we all go through different experiences, you know, and the same experience of just maybe you as a, as a Latina could be somebody else as a white woman or as, you know what I mean? They, not the same exact experience, but they have their own, you know, their own issues or their own the things they have to overcome. And I think that's where you had mentioned before, it's having empathy, you know, and thinking of other people and, and what they're going through as opposed to just like, well, this is what I went through. Yeah. You know, so you need to understand that. And that's another thing with like kids as well. And the next generation of like, they're not going to have the same struggle that you had, you know what I mean? Because you're making it easier for them. So it's like, you have to be able to teach those things that you learned, you know, in without having to put them through, you know, a struggle because and they shouldn't, you, they shouldn't have to, that's, that's the point, right? That you right. don't want to, you don't want the next generation to, to go through the same bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 
And that's why I'm here for them. Give me a call. Send me. Yeah. Plug, plug it, plug it. What? Yeah, uh, no, I love, I love talking to people that are just interested, even if it's not to become a a lawyer, like higher ed or run your own business or be a part of a nonprofit. Like I know a little bit about everything. So like hit me up, um, knowledge is everything. And, and the more you have, the more you ask for help now or sooner, the better you'll be. So plug that, uh, where can people find you? Um, yeah. what's your, you know, you have like a, it's like your legal, legal Instagram, right? Or if there's any, yeah, um, uh, Reynoso it... Law. Dos, 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 veintidós, veintidós, no? No, I wish See, I, I would never call that one. I know the number, but I'm not going to call them. <laughs> no, 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 you can. Yeah, I have an Instagram. My Reynoso Law. Reynoso Law. I, let me confirm that. <laughs> let me make sure. Um, yeah, you can, uh, Find me there. It's also linked to my website, but I feel like most people that's that's what they use. Um, my website is Reynoso-Law.com. Um, so, and I'm here for it. Instagram Reynoso Law, all one word. Yeah. All one word. There's no, I, is there? You know, I just got two new followers. Maybe it's from this podcast and it hasn't even <laughs> it out hasn't yet. aired. It has not aired. <laughs> but uh, hey, a follower, Reynoso Law. Um, you know, it what what do you like immigration criminal so i i do criminal defense i do state and federal crimes um so yeah if you have questions about either of those if you want to observe in either of those just to see what it's like well there's no there's no website on here you should put it i will update that then yeah put it on your the reynoso law one it has the address the website's not that amazing Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I'll update that for for you all. I mean, it's not it's not like it has to be super amazing. It's just the the contact information. Yeah, it's 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 basic, you know. Yeah, yeah. You go. You you just got emails on there. That's what you need. People to reach out, and that's that's kind of you know just information. I guess you can make it more flashy, and you know. So, but again, like I said, I think you you have you brought great value. I, I really do appreciate you know everything from the Aztecas and the, you know, to, to the law and the, and your journey through college. Um, I know it's tough to kind of put it all into one, one shell, but it, it you know, it seems you've come a long way, like I said, kind of, you know, dealing with some of the stuff that, you know, growing up and, you know, it's nice to see somebody, you know, make, not make it out, but make it, make, make something of, you know, be somebody. <laughs> yeah. Be somebody kids, you know, there's, you can, you can get out. It's not, you can't, you don't have to be a product of your environment or you can be a, you know, successful product of your environment and yeah. reach out to, reach out to people, you know, like, I, I mean, I, myself, I'm always, you know, kind of like I always say, and I, I'll say it again. It's like Harriet Tubman, not only did she get out, but she went back and she got some more, you know, so help people. And I'm always a resource. And obviously you've offered yourself as a resource to any, anybody who is interested in law or anybody interested in higher education and, business, whatever it may be. I think for our, um, community, we definitely yeah. need to need to have it. So, yeah. um, we need to connect people. So. Yes. So thank you. Thank you everybody for listening. Michelle Reynoso, criminal <laughs> defense attorney. Oh yeah. <laughs>